Wednesday night. And so I want to finish that up tonight. Talking about Holy Ghost living. Hallelujah. In other words, living in the supernatural power of the Holy Ghost. And uh, we talked about extensively how God gave us a special language to help us live supernaturally. He gave us the, uh, a language that the devil does not understand. We get to pray in the Spirit and the devil can't understand it. It's a supernatural language and it's the language of the Holy Ghost. And it has a lot of benefits. In fact, anytime you see anything in the Scripture that has to do with the Holy Spirit and the work of the Holy Spirit, because speaking in tongues is the language of the Holy Spirit, then you know that speaking in tongues is going to cause that, that benefit or that, that, that uh, blessing of the Holy Spirit to be greatly enhanced. Anything that the Holy Spirit does in your life is going to be enhanced by speaking in tongues because speaking in tongues is the language of the Holy Spirit. It's a supernatural language. And so I gave you 15 benefits of praying in the Holy Spirit last Wednesday night. And if you weren't here, then I encourage you to get Wednesday night's tape. Because I know that there's books. We, have, we give away a book called Why Tongues. I know that you've probably heard other people preach on, on the benefits of tongues. But God's been stirring me up lately and really putting in me uh, just, just, um, just really refreshing me in my desire to pray in the Spirit more and really just, uh, just stirring me up to spend more time praying in the Spirit. And I tell you, I've just been seeing some marvelous benefits from just praying in the Spirit. Just getting some marvelous revelation from the Lord. I, I tell you, you know, when you pray in the Spirit, the Word will be more clear to you. When you pray in the Spirit and then you read the Word, the Word will come to life to you. And you'll get more revelation than when you're not praying in the Spirit. See, praying in the Spirit activates the Holy Spirit within you. And activates your faith and activates the Word of God within you. And so it, it, you're just more alive when you've been praying in the Spirit. You're more alive spiritually. You're more in tune. You're more uh, sensitive, if you would say, to the Holy Spirit. You'll hear His voice better. You'll hear, His, you'll hear the Lord speaking to you as you read Scripture more. You'll see things in the Scriptures that you've not seen before as you spend more time praying in the Spirit. You'll, you'll even, you know, we live in in an in in age of dreams and visions. The Bible says in, in, I believe it's in Joel and in Acts 2, it says in the last days that, um, the, I don't know if it's old or young, I always get these mixed up, but one of young men will see visions and old men will dream dreams. You know, I think I like, I wish it was the other way around because I've been having a lot of dreams lately and I, I, I'm refusing that old part. Amen. Hallelujah. But I've been having dreams, dreams of the Spirit, dreams where I wake up and, and know it was God and remember it was God, remember what exactly, having God speaking to me titles of things and, and all these things. And, and those things happen to us more when we spend time praying in the Holy Ghost. I know last night, I was, uh, I, I, it, while I was sleeping, I had a dream. And then I, for, I didn't remember the dream, but when we got in the prayer room this morning and began to pray for the Sunday morning service, all of a sudden the dream came back to me. And in my dream, I saw an idea for a business. I did. I saw a business idea. It's not for me because I know this is not for me and pastor. But I got an idea for a business. I saw the little lady doing the business. I saw her doing it. 
And in the dream even, I heard myself, I guess I heard myself doing what I'm doing right now. I heard myself telling some a group of people somewhere saying, if any of you is looking for an idea for a business, God gave me one in a dream. I don't know anybody doing the idea that I got. I've never heard of anybody doing this. And yet it's something very simple, very common, that does not take a big investment, does not take supernatural, any special equipment. Anybody could do it. And God just, I just saw it in the dream. Saw a little lady doing it. Saw what she was using in the dream and forgot it, didn't think of it, and in the prayer room as we're praying. And you know we pray in the Spirit a lot of what we do in the prayer room. It came back to me, that dream. Amen. And so you, I'm not, there's nothing special about Michael and Debbie Billings. Like I told you last Wednesday night, when God calls a pastor, he anoints them to teach the word. He anoints them to preach, but he does not anoint them to live. We have to live by faith just like you do. We have to believe. It's not, we don't have any special anointing to believe God for finances. We don't have a special anointing at our house to believe God for healing. We have to do it just like you do. Amen. We have to. Uh, we have to. We have to walk by faith. We have to overcome. We have to decide not to be in strife. All those things, just like you do. We're tempted, just like you are. Amen. And so uh, the same. And, and so me having dreams while I'm sleeping. That's not because I'm the pastor's wife. It's because I'm a believer, and I've been activating my spirit, praying in tongues. And so we need to pray in tongues. God's been stirring me up to pray in the Spirit more. And so we talked about that extensively last week. So I'm going to give you some more reasons. I've got some more, believe it or not. I know a few of you think 15, that's all there could possibly be. No, there's some more benefits. Hallelujah. So I'm going to give you some more benefits tonight to speaking in tongues. And then we're going to, guess what? We're going to pray. I have something specific God's laid on my heart for us to pray about, okay? Number 16 about benefits of praying in the Spirit is that praying in the Spirit is a supernatural way of praising God. Sometimes have you ever been so thankful to God and just wanted to praise Him so much that you, I know I have, that you walk around and you say, well, praise the Lord. God, I glorify you. I magnify you. I exalt you. You're a good God. And you do that for two or three minutes and then you're just kind of out of stuff of new ways of saying it. Well, God's got a way and that's He gave you a prayer language. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, we'll look at the scripture. And I know you felt that way before. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse, oh no, that's wrong. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's Acts chapter 10. I got one row off on my notes. Acts chapter 10. I like to come to church and hear, be with the saints and hear the good report and hear the word of God. Hallelujah. We just don't leave like we came. Acts 10, 45. He says, and they of the circumcision which believed were astonished. Are y'all there? Acts 10, 45. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. So they were amazed that it was poured out on Gentiles too, not just Jews. In verse 46, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. See, when we speak with tongues, we give praise. We magnify God. Another place it says, when you speak in tongues, you give thanks well. It's a way of thanking God. 
When you've run out of ways to thank Him, you can speak in tongues and you magnify Him and you give thanks well. Then number 17, speaking in tongues reaches sinners for Christ. How many of you want to reach sinners? Amen. Y'all are, those of you that are involved in outreach, and we all are to some extent or another, but if you're involved in outreach, it's important to speak in tongues. In 1 Corinthians 14, verse 22, it says, Tongues are a sign, not to them that believe, but to them that believe not. See, sometimes we want to keep it a secret that we speak in tongues. We want to say, we want to say, well, you know, I just don't know how they'll take it. Well, it says in the Bible that tongues are a sign for them that do not believe. See, the world's looking for something supernatural. That's why that they're calling 900 numbers for psychic hotlines because they're looking for something supernatural. And they don't know many Christians that have anything supernatural going on in their lives. Well, I tell you what, you're a supernatural Christian. You've got something supernatural going on in your life every day. See, we need to be quit being ashamed that we speak in tongues. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. So it will speaking in tongues will reach sinners for Christ. Not to not to not and not even to mention the fact that that when we speak in tongues, when we're praying in that heavenly language that God we're praying the perfect prayer for sinners. Did you ever have somebody at work that you were wanting to win but you really didn't know how to pray for them? You know, sometimes people can have their minds so scrambled. They can have so many situations and circumstances. And it's like, well, I don't even know where to start. Well, when you pray in the Spirit, you're praying the perfect prayer. Hallelujah. Did you know when you pray in the Spirit, you are speaking the Word of God? It's the, it's the, it's the language of the Holy Ghost. You are speaking the Word of God in a different form. You don't understand yourself. But in Jeremiah, it says God hastens over his word to perform it. So when you speak in tongues, you're speaking the word of God. You may say, I don't really know enough of the Bible. That's okay. Just go with what you know and speak in tongues. Amen. Amen. And you'll be speaking the word of God. Amen. Praise God. And besides all that, I tell you what, when you put the word of God in, you may not think you remember it. But when you pray in the Spirit, I don't know how God does it. But the Bible says that the Holy Ghost calls to our remembrance. And sometimes I'll be praying, and, I, and, and you know, I don't, I've never endeavored to memorize any Scripture. Now, I do read the Word all, all the time. And sometimes I'll just be praying in the Spirit, and a little phrase will come up. And, you know, you can usually tell it sounds like Scripture. A little phrase will just come up in my mind. And I don't remember ever reading it. That's why they invented PC Study Bible. You go to your PC and you, get P and you have PC Study Bible and you type in that little phrase and, uh, and, and it'll just tell you right where it's at. Amen. Now, if you don't have PC Study Bible, you can get you a Strong's Concordance. You know, and hey, listen, there's people, once you get PC, you don't even, you just, those things go in the garage sale. So those things are a dime a dozen. You can probably go to Alabama thrift store and get a 15 of those. Hallelujah. But you know, they still work. They're just a little more time consuming. But you can find, you can find in the scriptures the things that God pulls up in your heart. Amen. Okay, number 18, praying in tongues is being obedient to Jesus. Is being obedient to Jesus and not turning our back 
on the gift our Father has given us. That's a benefit. Did you know it's a benefit to be obedient to Jesus? I was thinking this morning as pastor preached about how God loves us and how, you know, that he wants to demonstrate his love to us. And you know what I was thinking about is how, you know, sometimes we tell people you ought to love God, but God does not expect people to love him. He, listen to me, he does not expect people to love him until they've seen his goodness, until he's demonstrated to them how good he is. So when we go to work and we pray in the Spirit, God will lead us to, 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 be, to, to bring those demonstrations of the Holy Ghost and demonstrations of the goodness of God so that people can know that He's good. I know Pastor got the opportunity to pray for somebody this week on the phone, on the telephone, and God healed them. Amen? God healed them right there on the telephone. What was He doing? Demonstrating His goodness. Why? So they'll love Him. But he, God doesn't expect, and you know, we go around, uh, for years we went around teach, preaching hellfire and brimstone and expected people to love God. Oh and saying God took your baby and plucked it up, he needed another little rose in his rose garden, now you love him. Man, I'd hate him if I really believed that. And that's why people run from God. If they really knew how good He was. And if we would demonstrate to them, let me pray for you. God wants to heal you. God loves you. He wants to show you His goodness. Amen. Amen. And we demonstrate that. And God shows them His goodness. And then then, once He's demonstrated His goodness though, He expects us to love Him. And the Bible says, if you love Him, what will you do? Keep His commandments. Amen. See, sometimes we approach the sinner and we say, here's the list of rules. Here's the Ten Commandments. You need to keep these. He doesn't expect them to do anything. He doesn't expect them not to sin. God expects sinners to sin. They got the nature of the devil in them. Sometimes we're so shocked when people act like the devil. We are. You know, we say, why aren't you good? Why, don't, why, don't, why are you acting like the devil? Because you've got the nature of the devil in you Amen. when you're not saved. And God's not expecting them to keep the Ten Commandments. And, you know, God wants to demonstrate His love to people. And He doesn't expect them to love Him until He does. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I was in praying in tongues. Okay, Acts 1. That's where I'm going to go with that. Praying in tongues is being obedient to Jesus and not turning our back on the gift our Father has given us. You know, you say, well, I don't know if I really want to do this. Well, once God's shown you His goodness, He expects you to obey Him. And Ephesians tells you, be filled with the Spirit. It says, be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Amen. And when we love him, what do we do? We keep his commands, ain't we? Well, in Acts 1, 5, 1, 4, actually, he says, And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem. This is Jesus going to speak to them. But wait for the promise of the Father, which saith, Ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days 
Hence, so praying in tongues is being obedient to Jesus and it's not turning our back on the gift our Father, our Father has given us. Your Father God, your Father God, it says there, but wait for the promise of the Father. Your Father God has promised you the Holy Spirit. And you know what? The Bible also says that when you ask for the Holy Spirit, He doesn't give you a serpent or a stone. He doesn't give you something that's going to be detrimental or harmful. Does he? It's a blessing to speak in tongues. I've never regretted it, not one moment for one day. Hallelujah. It gets to be a bigger blessing as the years go by. And I've been in this thing 20 years. Amen. Number 819. Praying in tongues sets you free from bodily lust. If you've got a problem with lust, hallelujah. Romans 8 verse 13 has the solution. Thank you, Jesus. Pray in tongues. You say, man, it's like a wonder drug. It fixes everything. That's right. It fixes everything. Romans 8, verse 13. For if you live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit, see anything to do with the Spirit, do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. How do you mortify the deeds of the body? He said right there, mortify the deeds of your body through the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. It mortifies the deeds of the body. Number 20, praying in the Spirit will help get rid of bad habits. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. It says, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. If any, uh, then it goes on to say, we won't read the rest of that. But anyway, it, uh, praying in the Spirit will help you get rid of bad habits. Why? It'll mortify the deeds of the body. It will cause the temple of God to be stronger. It will cause the spirit to have the ascendancy and the flesh to not, not to dominate. Amen. Number 21, praying in tongues frees church services. 2 Corinthians 3.17. It frees things up when we pray in tongues. Now, that doesn't just free church services. I really should have said that different. Because it'll free up anything. If you're stuck in a situation, if things are not free financially, if things are not free at your house, pray in tongues and it'll free things up. Because 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17 says, um, no, that's not the one. I've got off again. i tell you what I'm looking for. And I looked this scripture up. Three, three, three. i tell you what I'm looking for is the scripture that says... Where the Spirit of the Lord is, that's it. Well, I must be in, I'm in 1 Corinthians. That's my problem. 2 Corinthians, I knew I was wading around in something that wasn't mine. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 17. Hallelujah. Boy, the devil doesn't like us to speak in tongues. He says, now the Lord is that Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So when we pray in the Spirit, things get freed up. Why? Because the Spirit. Spirit, the language of the Spirit is speaking in tongues. Number 22, speaking in tongues will send people into your life. When we pray, God will send people into our lives. And uh, the, the example I have of this is Acts 10, where Cornelius was praying. We won't go there. And Cornelius wasn't praying in the Spirit, but we, he was praying with all the understanding he had. And the Bible says that his prayers and his alms came up before God as a memorial. And guess what he did? God sent people into his life. God wants to send people into your life. God has people waiting to help you accomplish your dreams. 
Number 23, when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you have the opportunity to pray in other languages. Acts chapter 2. Y'all stay hooked up with me here. Acts 2, verse 6, because we're supposed to pray tonight. It says, Now when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. See, when you pray in the tongues, you, you have opportunity to speak in other languages, other known languages. Amen? Number 24, you can pray for other nations and things are changed. Jeremiah chapter 31. See, you got to be a little bit spiritual to see some of this. I mean, you got to look at it like praying in tongues is the language of the Spirit. Anything to do with the Spirit would have to be enhanced or increased by praying in tongues. So, you know, you gotta, you got to see this through the eyes of the Spirit. But Jeremiah 31, verse 10 says, Hear the word of the Lord. Now, we just talked about how praying in tongues is speaking the word of the Lord. See, I don't know, you hadn't realized it maybe, that when you pray in tongues, you're speaking the word of the Lord in a different form. You're speaking the word of the Lord. You don't understand it. You don't know what part of the word you're speaking. But you're speaking the word of the Lord. So here it says in verse 10, Hear the word of the Lord, O ye nations, and declare it in the isles afar off, and say, He that scattered Israel will gather him and keep him as a shepherd doth his flock. See, it affects nations when we speak the word of the Lord. Well, I don't know about you, but I don't know what to speak over nations. I don't know a thing about Africa. Really, I don't know anything. I don't even know enough to pray. I mean, in the natural, do you? I don't know, en I don't know anything about governments. I don't have any understanding. And, you know, we can't, even if we were very devoted to the news and we watch CNN all day, how do we know that what they're saying about a nation is really the truth? I mean, how do we know? And sometimes it's not. It's somebody's perception. It's just somebody's, and a lot of it's just speculation, but the, but the Holy Spirit knows. And when I pray in the Spirit, even when I don't even realize I'm praying for nations, I have opportunity. God has opportunity. See, He's free to use my praying in tongues for anything He chooses. If He wants it to be for nations, fine. If He wants it to be for Word of Life Church, fine. If He wants it to be for somebody at work, fine. Now, sometimes I may tell Him, Now, Father, I'm praying for this certain person. And then I may pray in the Spirit. I may commit myself and, and pray in the Spirit for that person. But how, I'm not going to limit God to that. Amen. I'm saying, here I am, Lord, use me. And then I go about my house, walking through my house. I like to walk through my house and pray in the Spirit. And I will pray in the Spirit. The Bible says I'm praying mysteries. I don't care if it's for nations. Some of you are going to get to heaven, family, and you're going to have rewards. And God's going to say, here, here, Mr. McDaniel, here's you a reward for Zimbabwe. And you'll go, I didn't even know there was a Zimbabwe. And the Lord will say, well, you know what? I took your prayer language. I took your prayer language and I turned that nation around. Amen. You know, when Pastor and I first started pastoring way back in 1982, we felt like we were out there all by ourselves. We, you know, you have people that are real young in the Lord. They don't really know how to pray. Maybe aren't even as committed to praying. And, you know, we knew other pastors that had, had strong prayers around them. But we didn't have strong prayers around us. And so sometimes we felt a little bit 
Um, uh, it made us feel like, oh, God, you know, we don't have the strength that we ought to have. We don't have people backing us in prayer that we ought to have. But God just reminded us that there were Koreans up on Prayer Mountain at Dr. Cho's church. See, that he's got a church that's really founded on prayer and built on prayer. And they walk up that mountain and they'll stay there all day praying. And, you know, God just reminded us. And I just was, thank God, I would thank God. I would say, God, thank you that those little Koreans, they're praying in tongues. But you know what? They're lifting up Michael and Debbie Billings. Some of them are. Hallelujah. I think because of that, we survived. We made it. Hallelujah. We weren't a casualty. Hallelujah. Number 25, praying in tongues controls your thoughts. Come to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Do we, if you have a problem with thoughts, you need to control them. You can pray in tongues. Now that could be lustful thoughts. That could be sinful thoughts. But I'm telling you Father, also, family, it could be fear thoughts. It could be thoughts of disease. It could be thoughts you're not going to make it. It's going to be thoughts that you're going to die. Amen. See, because the devil will tell you, you're going to die. You're going to die right here. He's told me before, you're going to die. You're going to die. You're going to fall over here in the shower and Michael's gone. It'll be four hours before he gets here. You'll just lay here four hours with the water running on you. Hallelujah. You can pray in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Now I've learned not to believe that now. But when I first started hearing it, he was like, oh God, you know, wave of fear had just come over me. Now I just nearly laugh because the devil's just a liar. Hallelujah. He's just a liar. If he says it, it's the opposite. Like Norval's Hayes says, when he tells you something like that, just say, I doubt it. Doubt your doubts. Amen. Doubt your doubts. Doubt your doubts, because your doubts came from the devil. He says, man, you're, you're going to have to declare bankruptcy. I doubt it. I doubt it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, 2 Corinthians 10. Verse 4, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. In other words, they're not of this natural world. But mighty through God till the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing. Imaginations are thoughts. Every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. How do we bring every thought into the captivity to the obedience of Christ? Well, with our supernatural, not carnal, not of this world weapons. What are our supernatural, carnal, not of this world weapons? Praying in tongues, the blood of Jesus, the name of Jesus, and the word of God. That's it. That's it. That's it. Sometimes we want something spooky, but it's real simple. Hallelujah. Okay, number 26, praying in the Spirit will give you joy. Romans 14 verse 17 says that the kingdom of God is not meat nor drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy. Where? In the Holy Ghost. Anything that's in the Holy Ghost, I can enhance it. I can activate it by praying in tongues. So I can activate joy by praying in tongues. I can activate peace by praying in tongues. And I've proved this out. I've, I've had mornings. Have you ever had a morning when you just felt like, you know, my mom used to say like death warmed over. That's not a real good confession. I try not to say that anymore. But she used to say, man, you just felt like death warmed over. 
Well, you can pray. I've done that before. When I just made myself start praying in tongues. I, I, I mean, I get up most mornings and don't really feel like praying in tongues. Now, I don't always feel bad. I'm not saying that. But, you know, the flesh doesn't just want to burst out into tongues. Amen. Especially if you're not a morning person. Right? <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, when, we wake, when they wake him up at 6 in the morning, he doesn't want to burst into tongues, do you? Huh? <laughs> About one o'clock in the afternoon, all the lights come on for Kevin. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. But, you know, I've proved this. When I just make myself, I just start praying in tongues whether I feel like it or not. And, you know, pretty soon, pretty soon the joy of the Lord starts coming. Pretty soon the shadows and all the stuff that's trying to come against you, it just starts disappearing. Amen. Number uh, uh, 27, you can be creative with your prayer language. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 5. I like this one. See, a lot of people are just kind of stuck, and they pray the same three or four syllables over and over again. Well, get creative. Get creative. Just reach down in there and, and speak in Chinese or something. Just say a word you had never said before in tongues. Did you know that you can do that? Amen. See, a lot of times people have been wrongly taught. We've been spiritually brainwashed instead of, religiously brainwashed instead of spiritually taught. Amen. And we thought, you know, for years the Pentecostals taught that you had to have some big supernatural move of the Spirit come over you before you could even speak in tongues. Amen. No, the Bible says that, the, that your spirit's subject to you. You can turn it on and off like a light switch. That's why you'll never embarrass yourself. You'll never go to the door and can't stop speaking in tongues and the doorbell rang and you're going to speak in tongues in front of the mailman and you're not going to embarrass yourself. You can turn it on and off like a light. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, some people turned it off and they just don't turn it on enough. Amen. You need to turn it on. Amen. And you can turn it on and you can get creative. In, in 1 Corinthians there, Verse 5, it says in verse chapter 1, that in everything you are enriched by Him in all utterance. You can have an enriched prayer language. You can be enriched in utterance. Amen. Okay, keep going. Number uh, 28, the Holy Spirit will help you walk in love. Hallelujah. How many of you ever needed to walk in love? Need to walk in love at home? Need to walk in love with your husband, with your wife, with your kids? You need to walk in love at work? How many of you need to walk in love when you're driving in traffic? Amen. Amen. Need to walk in love. It's very imperative that you do. You might make somebody really mad. Amen. Amen. I mean, you know, we spout off sometimes. And you can throw somebody that's an idiot into some sort of rage. You know what I mean? So we need to walk in love for more reasons than one. But first of all, we need to walk in love to please our Heavenly Father. Amen. You ever want to give somebody a piece of your mind? That's usually not God. Amen. Now that doesn't mean we have to be spiritual doormats. Hallelujah. But we do need to walk in love. And you know, a lot of things that we think we ought to complain about, some things we really ought to complain about in the right way, but a lot of things that we like to tell them what we think, it's not going to do any good anyway. Amen. How many of you really realize that? Now, sometimes there is a time to tell the manager or to tell somebody something. Amen. 
Hallelujah. Well, Romans 5, 5 says that the love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. Well, how do you activate the love? Pray in the Spirit. You getting frustrated in traffic? You can pray in the Spirit. You getting frustrated at work? You can pray in the Spirit. You getting frustrated with your husband? You can pray in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Number 29. Praying in the Spirit will give you confidence in making decisions. Oh, hallelujah. Now, if we all need that, that is one of the hardest things sometimes is making decisions and being confident about them. Right? Amen. I mean, that's something we need. Well, if we'll pray in the Spirit, we can be confident of our decisions. You know, as pastors, we're constantly faced with decisions to make. We have to move with the Holy Ghost. We have to move with God. And you know, God will say something. And we got to be confident about moving with Him. Well, Acts 15, 15, 28 talks about how, and I like this. It says, for it seemed good to the Holy Ghost and to us. See, we can find out what's good with the Holy Ghost by praying in the Spirit. And the more we pray in the Spirit, we'll just hear something and we'll go, that's not good with the Holy Ghost inside of me. That just, doesn't, that just doesn't ring true. That just doesn't set well. You know, sometimes, there's nothing wrong with this. I, I will be praying about something or thinking about something. And I'll have something on my mind. And I'll think, I think this is God. I think I'm supposed to do this. You know, I'll be making a decision, something I'm supposed to do, something I'm supposed to buy or something. And I'll be thinking, this is God. And I will go to pastor, my husband, we'll have a, we'll have, and we'll, I'll say, I need to talk to you about something. And I'll speak it out of my mouth. And when I'm saying it, it's like I can tell it's not God. It just falls flat. Do you know what I mean? I can tell. See, see, we need each other. We can bounce those things off of each other. But we can tell as we're speaking that out. That just don't seem good to the Holy Ghost. That just doesn't seem good. See, you've got the Holy Ghost inside of you. As you pray in the Spirit, it'll help you make good decisions. Hallelujah. We all need to make good decisions. Did you know all the bad decisions you make are the ones that costed you, cost you money? Amen. All the bad decisions you make are the ones that cost you a divorce. Amen. Amen. It's the truth. It's the truth. Number 30. Praying in tongues, I'm just about through. Praying in tongues will cause you to receive power. Now, I know that's one you already know. Acts 1.8 says, Jesus said to them, He said to go to Jerusalem and wait for the Holy Ghost to come upon them. And He said, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea. See, we activate the power that's been put in us by the Holy Ghost when we pray in the Spirit. So when we need more power, we pray in the Spirit. Power to be a witness. Power to, walk, power to walk boldly. Power for a weak body. If you feel weak in body, then pray in the Spirit. Why? Because praying in the Spirit gives you power. Power to rise up against your enemy. You pray in the Spirit. You've been walking around. I know this happens to me all the time. I'm walking around my house. I'm praying in the Spirit. And all of a sudden, I'll get bold with the devil. I'll start hollering at him. Sometimes you've got to be firm and noisy with the devil. Now, if you just say, devil, just get out of my life. Now, how many of you know he's not going? Amen. You got 
business. You got to act like you got to be intimidating to the devil. Amen. Amen. You gotta, you gotta be firm. You gotta act like you know what you're doing. When I pray in the spirit, all of a sudden I'll get mad at the devil, and I'll, and I'll just, I can't even do it now, cause you know it just, it, it'll just rise up in me, and I'll start kicking him all over my house, and then kick him right out with the word of God. I'll start quoting the word. Amen. That's what we got to do. Amen. We can't be nice to the devil. You can't be soft on him. You know, I heard Keith Moore say this. I'll say this for somebody tonight because the Holy Ghost reminded me of it twice today. This is the second time he's reminded me. I've heard Keith Moore say, you don't let the devil see you flinch. When you get the bad report, like Deanna said she got, don't let the devil see you flinch. Sometimes you can't afford self-pity. You can't afford sometimes to, you can't afford it. Don't let the devil see you flinch. Amen. Hallelujah. You may not feel very tough on the inside. But when you walk in faith and you walk by the word of God and you speak the word of God and you pray in tongues and you speak the blood and you speak the name of Jesus, the devil doesn't know that your guts are quaking. He doesn't know it. And when we let him know, he says, this is working. I'm on, this is working. If I turn the fire up a little hotter, I can get them because this is working. They're falling to pieces here. Hallelujah. See, we got to be smarter than he is. Hallelujah. Number 31, this is the last one. Praying in the Spirit prepares us for the future. And listen to this, and prepares the future for us. See, we not only need to be prepared for the future, as we pray in the Spirit, our prayers go out there and cause the future to be prepared for us. When we moved to, to Tuscaloosa, you know, uh, well, when we were living in Birmingham in Trustville, and we were... Uh, believe in God that we were supposed to move to Tuscaloosa. We were going back to Texas. I had start and head back there to visit one week. Well, actually to preach some meetings and visit. And, and just had a Cindy Black tape in and just fellowshipping with the Holy Ghost as we drove around and drove along. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, I want to give you a new house. And so I knew when we started looking for a house in Tuscaloosa, when we knew we were going to move, to look at new ones. And so we started looking at new ones. And I'd been praying. See, I'd been out there praying in the Spirit months ahead of time, even years ahead of time, praying in the Spirit. And, you know, we came and we found, and, and we found this house on a Saturday, Saturday evening. And uh, the realtor came out on Saturday evening and left his barbecue and came and showed it to us. I like realtors like that that are hungry. Amen. I don't like them that say, well, it'll be three weeks from Monday before we can get to you. You know, I think, well, you just don't want my business enough, you know. So I like that. And so anyway, that night we went home and I heard the Holy Spirit say, that's the house. Now, it's good to be led by the Spirit. Because, see, it don't matter then what people do. See, a lot of times we're depending on people too much. And if you've heard from the Holy Ghost, don't matter what people do. Amen. And so... Uh, and uh, so we bought this house. We'll come to find house. It was a new house, all right. But that house had been finished and on the market before we left Texas to move to Birmingham. The Holy Ghost will go out ahead and prepare things for you. Amen. The Holy Ghost will hold things for you. Because you're praying in the Spirit about... See, you're praying in the Spirit about things you don't even know that are going to be happening two years from now. Hallelujah. Actually, that house was on the market before we knew we was moving to Birmingham. 
We knew he was moving. The house was on the market in Tuscaloosa already. And we didn't even know he was moving to Birmingham. We sure didn't know he was moving to Tuscaloosa. Holy Ghost, going out preparing the future for you. See, we need the future prepared. See, you can already have it all prayed through. It's already done. Amen. See, that's why it's good to spend a lot of time praying in the Spirit. Because you'll have everything already done. That scripture, for those of you that want it, is 1 Corinthians 14, 2. 1 Corinthians 2, 7. Amen. Y'all can look those up. Hallelujah. Praying out the future. The Bible says the Holy Spirit will show you things to come. Amen. Amen. He'll show you the things ahead of time. Praise God. That's good. I, I think tonight, if there's anybody here that's not baptized in the Holy Ghost and, and hadn't spoken in tongues, that God wants to baptize you in the Holy Ghost tonight. Amen. So we'll pray for you. Amen. So let's do that first. And then I've got something I want us all to pray about. Praise God. So we're here. We're available. And it's so easy to get baptized in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Not embarrassing. Not All of us had to do it. Amen. Amen. None of us were just born baptized in the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues. So is there anybody that says, I want that. I can't wait. I want to do that tonight. Amen. Anybody? I'm looking around. I'm looking for you. Amen. Well, we must all be. So let's stand up together. Hallelujah. Now, what I want us to pray about tonight is uh, there's been a lot of break-ins around in this area. Um, and, you know, we've been pleading the blood and stationing the angels around this church ever since we got here. And I want us to pray uh, for New Covenant tonight. And I want us to pray, you know, in the Spirit about our church. And I want us to pray for the businesses. Hillcrest has been, some of the shopping centers been broken into. And this morning when we was leaving church, I guess y'all may have seen down there at Divine Designs that somebody, they've been broke into twice here lately, recently, in the last two or three weeks. And um, somebody last night took a flatbed truck and just backed into their, just, just backed into the glass windows and just backed into it and knocked all the windows out and didn't take a thing, didn't take anything. It's just meanness. It's just the devil. Hallelujah. And then, of course, we got the little situation where we're kind of nearly in the county, but nearly in the city. You know, we're just barely in both or whatever. I don't know where we're at. Anyway, we're not so far into the city that the city really wants to take care of the situation. And we're not so far into the county that the county's taking full responsibility for it. But hallelujah, God knows what to do. And it's time this stopped because Robertson Construction has been broken into. I think just nearly everybody around here but us has been broken into. I don't know about New Covenant, but I want us to pray for them. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. And I want us to pray that God put a stop to this. I don't care how he does it. I don't care if he exposes them and somebody and they get caught and they go to prison. I don't care if that's how he does it. I don't care if he gets them saved. That'll work. Amen. I don't care if he just all of a sudden distracts them and they start wanting to watch who wants to be a millionaire instead of... I mean, you know, God can distract people. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's pray in the Spirit. Because see, I don't. we told those people, we stopped and talked to them after we ate lunch and came back up here and let Eric out. We, we, we stopped down there to say, what happened? Because we could tell, you know, there's glass everywhere and they're sweeping and, and they're frustrated. They're Christians. They're Christians, but they really don't know how to pray and plead the blood and believe for the angels. And, of course, they're speaking it too, you know. But, you know, we know how. Amen. 
so you'll, we can take care of it for them. Amen. Hallelujah. And we should. That's what Pastor said. We should since we know we ought to. And we told them we would and they said they wanted us to pray for them. Amen. So let's pray in the spirit about that. Amen.